Hi, I'm Melissa Nash from Checkmark Collections. I've built a business out of collecting bad debt for good companies. If you're a good company with some bad paying customers, call us. We can help you get paid. No collection, no fees. The collections business is growing fast and Checkmark is looking for new franchisees. Visit CheckmarkCollections.com to find out more about collection services and franchise opportunities. The mainstream stories of the day without the mainstream lies. The top three takeaways. This is the Brian Mudd Show. A tale of two calls and two presidents. My top three takeaways for you today brought to you by Trajan Wealth, your local trusted financial fiduciary advisors. My top takeaway for you is a tale of two calls and two presidents and two recordings. Yes, the past few days were dominated by coverage of former President Donald Trump's arraignment. The arraignment has come and gone, and as I outlined yesterday, it was largely a non-event from a spectator's perspective. This was seemingly much to the chagrin of the former president's detractors, as based upon the handling of some of the coverage. It seems like they were hoping for more of a spectacle with both the president and his supporters. Nevertheless, based on the speed of any appeals processes which may be brought about by the Trump legal team, This will be the last we'll see of any of the related legal proceedings for quite some time, potentially even before the election. In fact, it may well be the case that the pending investigations into the two other outstanding Trump-related investigations, Georgia-alleged election interference and the January 6th incitement, that there's movement on those potential cases before there's new movement on the case Trump was just arraigned for. In any event, with indictment coverage of Trump dominating political news coverage, the only recording that's made much news has been the alleged recording of Trump in 2021, suggesting he knowingly hadn't declassified certain documents in question. However, that is not the only recording involving a president that could prove to be a key piece of evidence in a criminal trial. And if there is anything other than a two-tiered system of justice, it won't be the only to potentially be presented in legal proceedings. Senator Chuck Grassley, who has been intimately involved in the congressional investigation into the Biden's potential pay-for-play foreign affairs, has announced a bombshell that, if true, is far more egregious than anything the former president was just charged for. This is my second takeaway today. The announcement based on the classified documents presented by the FBI whistleblower to Congress, was that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid Joe and Hunter Biden $5 million each for foreign favors while Joe Biden was vice president, made and kept 17 recordings of conversations with the Bidens as a quote-unquote insurance policy against them. Now, one call discussing bribes with bad foreign actors in return for favors from the vice president of the United States and his son. Not one, but 17. Now, if true, and again, there's already a lot of hard evidence surrounding this entire issue. Hunter Biden, with no experience becoming a high-paid board member for the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Joe Biden, who had Ukrainian oversight as vice president, firing the Ukrainian prosecutor at Burisma's request, threatening to withhold $1 billion of U.S. foreign aid if he wasn't fired. But if true that there are tapes, 
there would be nowhere for the Bidens to hide if they are produced. It's a tale of two presidents in two recordings. One's far more serious than the other, starting with the fact that the other involves the current president of the United States. However, only one seems to be widely reported. Funny how that works. Senator Chuck Grassley presented these findings on the Senate floor and the only national news organizations to report on it were Fox News, the New York Post, which, by the way, Fox News and New York Post, same company, the Washington Examiner, Newsweek, the Washington Times, and Daily Mail. That is it. Only ones. You know, it's fascinating how interested the other news organizations are in seeking seeking truth and truth and justice. We really care about those things. We, the, the godless souls and, and slanderous news media types, so care about it. You know, as long as that means it's, it's about prosecuting Donald Trump. Recusal. This is my third takeaway today. So speaking of the prosecution of Donald Trump, the cries for the judge randomly assigned to the case, Eileen Cannon, to recuse herself from over, overseeing it, they were already loud. Now that Trump's been booked, oh, they're growing louder. Now, the argument for her recusal is obvious. She was Trump appointed. But here's why that notion is not only ridiculous, but why, if that logic is applied, it would not be possible for Trump to ever be able to receive a fair trial. How do federal judges get their jobs? Do, 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 do. Oh, that's right. All federal judges are presidential appointments. Huh. Okay, so if you accept the premise that Eileen Cannon isn't fit to preside over a case involving Trump because of inferred political bias, riddle me this one. What presidentially appointed judge couldn't have the same inferred conflict, either theoretically in favor of or opposed to the former president? It's an inherently dishonest call made by those who have already made up their mind about what the outcome should be in this case. And the grand scheme of BS arguments is one in which a Trump-appointed judge is not fit to preside due to the implication of potential political bias while, what, a Biden or Obama-appointed judge is? They're cool. They're honest, objective observers of the law because, because Biden and Obama really take us for being stupid. The premise of the argument is false. And for that matter, any who advance it are evidence hypocrites. And this is an instructive point. And I, I'm bringing you the, my top three takeaways today, not just to inform, as usual, but also to give you shutdown arguments. You, you run into this argument and you want to take it on. Here is your shutdown argument. The person you're dealing with is a hypocrite. Why? Because lo and behold, the deputy to special prosecutor Jack Smith who brought the charges against Trump didn't just have the alleged pretense of political bias. Oh no. But the actual campaign donations to evidence as much. Yeah. You see Jack Smith's number two deputy prosecutor in this investigation, Karen Gilbert 
Long, long history this woman has of donating to Democrats. Including, oh, look at this. She donated $2,000 to Joe Biden's campaign in 2020, huh? You think that the number two prosecutor in this case might have a political interest in prosecuting Donald Trump? You know, if anyone needs to recuse themselves in this case, it would be her. For that matter, does her involvement in this investigation and the charges brought to date not potentially represent prosecutorial misconduct? That's the better question here. So if anyone really wants to have an honest, related conversation about recusals, that's where it should begin.